Welcome back to Lovers Who Interview Each Other with your hosts Max Epad and Agriculture. What's today's interview topic, Scrappy? Well, honey pot, today we'll be discussing The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Oh, that book you read to your other girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you are so nice. Oh, one of my favorites, really. Anyways, tell us about the plot, why don't you? Let's get into it. So the story follows Offred, mm-hmm. okay? Her name is Offred because she basically belongs to this guy, Fred. Her oh, name is right. just of Fred. Interesting. So, so that's how all the fanmates' names are like that. Right, right, because like, they don't belong to themselves. Right. There's another character later whose name is of Glenn, because mm-hmm. she belongs to Glenn. Oh, wow. So, A man's world, eh? Right. So, Alfred lives in the Republic of Gilead, which is a place that came to be um, when there was, like, in the past, a lot of available pornography and prostitution Mm, and a bunch of violence against women. And basically, by using the military, they they killed the president. Oh, wow. And they they killed the president and members of Congress, and they staged a coup. Oh, my goodness. Not a coup, a coup. Wow. So, and they thought they were like, we're going to take power temporarily, but it was, they're still in power. So. Right, right. Um, so they were like, no women's rights. No women's rights, please. Obviously. So they wouldn't let them get, wouldn't let them get a job or hold property or anything. So that's the past. Now it's the present with Alfred, and she belongs to um, this girl, Serena Joy, and mm-hmm. her husband, the commander, who mm-hmm. can't, like, conceive a child. This is kind of common for these handmaids to um, have children for rich couples who can't have kids. Interesting. So every month when Alfred is like the right point of her menstrual cycle, she has to have like this sex ritual with the commander while Serena literally sits behind her and like holds her hands. Oh and, my God. Right. And she can only like leave the house on shopping trips. And even the door to her room is like, it can never be shut. Wow. And there are literally, like, there, the Gilead secret police force is called The Eyes. So The Eyes are always watching her. Oh, like a dystopia. Right. Right. So it's kind of like Big Brother. Exactly. Wow. Interesting. You want my blood, <laughs> Now, this theme of, like, eyes is a huge symbol throughout mm-hmm. the whole book. It's because essentially the whole book is about this totalitarian state of government. Right. And even calling the police the eyes is just crazy. It's a good, great symbol for this. Yeah. I mean, just like the, the, <laughs> no pun intended, but the idea of always being. Idea? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, you I'm just, you know, always being watched is just so absurd. Right, right. So. Uh, Alfred has to go to the doctor constantly because to check for any diseases or any like complications that might come with having a baby that would affect the baby. Mm-hmm. With the, with these like checks with the doctor, there she has to do this thing called the ceremony, which is when the commander will read the Bible. Every house has like this Bible. He he'll read it, right? And then he'll go into the, into his bedroom while Serena and Alfred are waiting for him, and he has sex with Alfred. So, well, during this visit to the doctor, later on, this is all in one visit, the doctor um, offers 
to have sex with her to get her pregnant. Wow. And he's like, the commander's like, he probably he can't have kids. He's probably infertile. Um, and she and, says no. She, right. And yeah. like, if I'm not mistaken, that's like, you can't say a man is infertile in this society, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, if she, if Offred were to take this, like, offer, she would, like, be caught. Like, it would, it, she would, like, go away forever. It would be horrible. Right. So, after this whole ceremony thing is over, the commander um, introduces this guy, Nick, mm. to Offred. So, he is his gardener and his, like, driver, I think. And he basically... Like they hurt him and Offred kind of establish a relationship. They play Scrabble, Scrabble, the game Scrabble. They're <laughs> not scrabbling somewhere else on the page, but so they play Scrabble. But like the thing is about this is women can't read; they're not allowed to read. So this is like a big no-no. Mm-hmm. And he even like lets her look at old magazines and read stuff like that. Uh, and at one of the meetings, at one of the times they were hanging out, he kisses her at the end. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Big no-no. Plot twist. Right. So, more with the ceremony. After they keep doing all, all the time with the commander, um, Alfred is kind of feeling weird about it. She's like, this is icky. I'm getting to know him more. It's not It's not as routine and like impersonal as it once was. Sure, sure. Because he keeps talking about like new orders that he is like, gonna instill in Gilead Mm -hmm. for the leaders and he is just going kind of power crazy Mm -hmm. okay okay this is my favorite part so I'm taking over now um so some time goes by between Offred and the commander having sex and there's no no luck with Offred getting pregnant so Serena secretly suggests that her uh that Offred and Nick have sex and try to pass that off as the commander's baby. Wow. I know. Crazy. So, um, Alfred's like, I guess. I don't <laughs> know that I have much of a choice in the matter. Right. And she, uh, you know, is meant to have sex with Nick that one night and is instead taken to a club called Jezebel's with the commander. And this club is basically a place where all of the commanders will gather and just, like, mingle with prostitutes and whatnot. Right, right, right. So, um, at the, at the club, Alfred sees one of her friends, Moira, there. And, um, they're talking in the bathroom secretly. And, um, she was supposed to go over to the colonies, which is where, like, the rejects of society go. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead chooses life in Jezebel, at Jezebel's. Um, so that, but then after that night, she never sees Moira again because she's, like, sent away. I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, the commander and Offred will then have sex that night, and she has to, like, pretend to enjoy it the whole time. Um, and eventually she takes up Serena's offer and her and Nick start having sex and they start to do it very frequently and kind of start to form a bit of, um, a relationship without like, you know, anyone knowing and low key good for her. I know. Right. Mm-hmm. She need. I think she needs this. Yeah. I think this is great for her. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so then of Glenn is like, Hey, 
you're like sleeping with the commander. You should try to get information from him for our our the uh, May Day. Yeah, thing. the May Day. The the like revolution. Yeah. Uh, group. Is that the one where like the bodies were hanging outside of the like, old Harvard? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you know she's like okay, um, and the May Day group forms this big uh, plan to kill this so called rapist. Um, but was we eventually find out it was actually a member of Mayday, and she was, and off, off Glenn was like, oh well, he just needs to be put out of his misery, so mm-hmm. a little sus, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so then after that, she meets a new of Glenn, not the one that she previously knew, and was like, oh well, yeah, your friend, she she hung herself. <laughs> I know. Um, and uh, my jaw like just dropped i know i could hear it like hit the floor (laughs) that was my jaw right there (laughs) Uh, eventually she um serena finds out about like all of this Mm -hmm. and she's like oh my gosh like i'm gonna punish you of course and um, i feel like if she didn't punish her though like she she has to punish her no matter what like right or else like I mean, it's... You have to make an example, and it's, like, the, exactly. uh, the time, but you just, even if she didn't want to, you still had to. Right, especially, like, for Serena's position, like, in mm-hmm. society. Um, so then uh, Offred is, like, sent to her room, and she is awaiting punishment, but um, eventually sees, like, this black van arrive, and she's like, what? And um, so it appears to be something from the eyes, but in reality, Nick has told her that it's actually from May Day and um, they are there to save her. So she leaves with them and she has no idea where she's going, but um, just... She just trusts blindly. Exactly. I know, which kind of goes along with, like, the theme of, like, eyes and ever watching. Like, she's, like, blindly going into this. Oh, my gosh. I know. Wow. Um, I and, didn't get that for some reason. <laughs> and event, so then the novel, the novel, wow, excuse me. No, novella. <laughs> the novel uh, closes up with um, an epilogue and basically is talking about how Gilead has fallen and is talking about just like the customs and language of Gilead and, and whatnot and that. And is is it is never known um, what Offred's fate ended ended up being. So wow. she could have gone, could have gone anywhere, or could have been recaptured. And we just have that's you know that's for the reader to decide, which I think is um, a really interesting, it's kind of an aggravating thing sometimes. But it definitely can be for some endings mm-hmm. to um, just kind of end very open-endedly right yeah like i want to know where alfred's going exactly i don't know what's happening to my girl right right so uh something that i found kind of interesting is um well for one thing it's very obvious that the color red is very important in this novel but um Mm -hmm. do you ever think about her name her name literally sounds like of red like i know it's (gasps) supposed to be of fred but I just thought it was really intriguing that uh, Margaret Atwood would choose specifically that name that yeah. has red in it. And it's and like, 
So in a lot of novels, uh, red will symbolize like rage, lust, romance, fear, stuff like that. Um, and a uh, squeaky dog toy. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and, and in this novel specifically, it's used to symbolize, I would say, like fertility, definitely mm-hmm. like um, also like the menstrual cycle and definitely. childbirth yeah. and just like the the beauties of being a woman, right? The vagina. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so that's definitely the, I, I would say that is the main, um, I guess, reason behind the color red specifically. But also, I would say that maybe, like, if if Margaret Atwood specifically wanted to add red into her name, maybe that was, like, oh, her rage with, like, the society she lives in. Because she mm-hmm. knows that something's wrong. Right. She can't exactly tell what, but she has, like, these flashbacks to, like, her previous life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows that it's wrong, but she can't exactly, like, pinpoint it. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe that could be a reason why. Um, do they wear don't they wear like red clothes yeah yeah that's actually yes thank you for bringing that up Um, but in like that society it's they specifically wear red so that the others know that their role is to bear children this reminds me a lot of the scarlet letter yes exactly I had the same thought actually because like the whole obviously the color red but like it all has to do with like Markings. and like right mark yeah right exactly. and like just how society views you when you present yourself a certain way mm-hmm. you know they have to wear long red robes and hide their faces and be like super modest right um and they're kind of they're kind of judged by a society in a way which is very strange to me because like they, they bring the people into this world right. it was it's just strange to disrespect those women like that but yeah the same same ideas and scarlet letters uh oh i can't remember the main character's name now but um she's you know just exploring her sexuality and is is punished esther? publicly oh yeah esther yeah, esther print something like that <laughs> um <laughs> it's just exploring her sexuality and is publicly shamed for it right all right guys well thanks for listening this has been uh, the Handy Tale podcast uh-huh. episode, Handmaid's Tale. So we talked about the sex factor of this whole book, mm-hmm. the totalitarianism, our, the, those eyes, the police right, force. Right, right, So scary. So that's Handmaid's Tale. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. This has been Max E. Pad and, and Aggie Culture. Tune in ne- next week with Lovers, Lovers Who Interview, interview.